Yo, what's yo, 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 yo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me uh get this thing going for reals for reals. What's up? What's going on? What's good? This is the March 13th, 2022 edition of the Bison Source Radio Show. And I'm your host, James Bell, the leader of the Bison Source on social media. You could uh check out Boxing articles and more uh, through, you know, the boxingsource.net. Um, and, you know, we're on social media through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, we got like, you know, a few things here that we're going to, you know, talk about um, here in this particular podcast. Uh, you know, just getting back at it uh, here. Had like a small little hiatus or whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to get back on it. Um, know that, uh, we had a world title fight of sorts, uh, that took place, uh, over, you know, around the UK side, uh, it was for the, I think it was that WBA regular, uh, title or whatnot, at 126 pounds, you had uh, Lee Wood versus Mick Conlon. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, Lee Wood, you know, was coming in as the world champ, uh, you know, had a little bit of a performance uh, against Kanzu um, in the, in the, uh, what is it, uh, Eddie Hearn's backyard or whatnot. Um and was able to get a you know late stoppage victory in order to become that WBA featherweight champion. And then he comes up here and he faces Mick Conlon. Uh Lee Wood came in there with a record of 26 wins, 16 of those wins by way of knockout with uh two losses. Uh one loss to Jazza Dickens, uh, and then one uh back in 2014 to Gavin McDowell, uh, where he was stopped, but came in there. With a record of 26 wins and two losses. Uh, Michael Conlon or uh, Mick Conlon came in there with a record of 16 and 0. Uh, you know, he had his uh, fight against TJ Dehaney for the interim uh, belt there in the WBA. So they wanted to consolidate the belts. So you had, of course, uh, Mick Conlon uh, versus Lee Wood. Now, I mean, the thing with Mick Conlon uh, for me uh, was that. You know, he came in there uh, as someone that was seeking a featherweight title, uh, but he had, you know, bounced up and down between uh, featherweight and super bantamweight, you know. Uh, And, you know, for me, uh, before this uh, fight was coming up, uh, you know, Mick Conlon, you know, just just being straight up, Mick Conlon was playing games. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was bouncing back and forth from featherweight to uh, super bantamweight. At one point, he was the top contender for the WBO featherweight championship. I know that uh, guys like the likes of Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson uh, held that WBA featherweight title. And, you know, eventually Mick Conlon became the number one contender for that title. Um, but eventually you had, uh, Shakur Stevenson that, you know, made the announcement that he would, uh, move up to super featherweight, 130 pounds. So Mick Conlon was out there. Um, he could have fought for that WBO belt. Uh, but there was a WBO super featherweight, I mean, not super featherweight, but super bantamweight champion by the name of Emmanuel Navarrete that announced that he was moving up. And the WBO has this thing where the champion of the previous weight, uh, you know, comes when he comes up, he's pretty much the mandatory contender. But uh, with the um, belts kind of like being vacated uh, there at featherweight, you could have had Emmanuel Navarrete uh, versus McConlin. But then McConlin moved down to, you know, super bantamweight. But Super Bantamweight, with their vacant uh, situation, 
they had, you know, two other guys fighting for that world title, Angelo Leo and Stephen Fulton, you know. Um, eventually, you know, it was uh, Angelo Leo and Stephen Fulton. Stephen Fulton won that belt, and you know he's now the unified champ uh, there at 122. So, so Mick Conlon uh, bouncing around back and forth, seeing if he could get himself a title shot, and, you know, in a way, he was able to do that here against Lee Wood. And, you know, with this one, it was more of like, you know, a performance of sorts for Mick Conlon. Starting off in the first round, he was at it. He was sharper. He was faster, was able to, you know, hit hit folks with the jab and whatnot. Um, well, uh, hit, you know, Lee Wood with the jab on a consistent basis. Uh, but he was able to, you know, get uh, Lee Wood um there with with a, a good uh left hand what it was uh just uh put wood down on the canvas in the first round man and you know the thing about it is is that um you know a good number of people you know kind of like uh felt like they had uh it looked like it was going to be uh pretty much uh bad uh therefore you know uh lee wood right uh, but, you know, Lee Wood was able to, you know, still get himself, uh, you know, into the fight a little bit, but it was still more of uh, Mick Conlon, you know, doing this thing uh, there over at the home, pretty much around the home area of Lee Wood. He, uh, Lee Wood is from Nottingham, uh, and this was in Nottingham Arena. Uh, and, you know, like I said, for the majority of this particular fight, it was just Mick Conlon having the performance, uh, like, to me, like he's never had. I mean, I had never seen, you know, Mick Conlon be, you know, this uh, sharp, this this good in the previous 16 fights that he had, you know, up to this point. Uh, and it looked like, you know, he was uh, pretty much on his way to, you know, winning the... Uh, world title, man. I uh, thought that he was, uh, you know, going to uh, get himself that WBA regular title. Um, and, you know, think about it is, is that up to, you know, the, the eighth and ninth round, you kind of seen Lee Wood get himself uh, in there to work a little bit. Uh, you know, Lee Wood had a come forward style, but the thing about it was, was that he wasn't really entering or getting close to uh, Mick Conlon with a jab. And so all Mick Conlon was doing was just consistently hitting the jab, bam, bam, bam. And Lee Wood wasn't moving his head. He wasn't, you know, giving any feints or anything like that or throwing any punches. Uh, so, you know, for a good little while, it just looked like uh, Mick Conlon had a sizable lead. Uh, but there were times like, you know, around the eighth and ninth round where Lee Wood was able to cut off the ring, uh, get Mick Conlon to the ropes and score some shots to the body and a couple upstairs, you know. Uh, so he just, you know, kept kept fighting and kept fighting and kept fighting. But, did, you know, at this particular time, he was just, you know, a, a good amount uh, behind uh, in the proverbial cards, so to speak, as you know, people watching the fight live kind of felt like Mick Conlon was uh, winning this particular fight. And then you get to the 11th round, you know what I'm saying? Uh, get to the 11th round. Um, and, you know, in the 11th round, Lee Wood was, you know, working on uh, Mick Conlon. He was, you know, kind of like getting to the body pursuing pursuing Conlon and I'm not sure at that particular time I mean I can't like you know really gauge at that point if Mick Conlon uh had like you know tired a little bit but Lee Wood was able to get to Mick Conlon uh but one other thing that happened in, in this particular juncture in the 11th round was that Mick Conlon was more you know susceptible to going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Lee Wood. And, you know, while, you know, Mick Conlon was able to score some good left hands on, you know, Lee Wood. I mean, like, there was, like, one left hand that, I, you know, I pretty much thought that, you know, Lee Wood would have went down or something like that. But, 
he was still up. He was still swinging. And with him still swinging, he was able to, you know, graze uh, Mick Conlon uh, with a punch. And then Mick Conlon was pretty much like fell face face first to the canvas. Uh, so before the end of that 11th round, you had Lee Wood score a knockdown. I was like, oh, snap. It's like, man, uh, you know, uh, Lee Wood uh, got himself back in the fight. Um, and then, you know, after that, uh, you go to the 12th round. And in the 12th round, man, Lee Wood just went all full speed ahead. He's like, man, bump this. I'm going forward. I'm going all out. Uh, I might lose my belt. I got to do something or, or I'm going to lose my belt. And he just, you know, blitzed Mick Conlon uh, on one side of the ropes and then he got to the other side of the ropes. And I think it was what it was like a, a right hand or a serious. It was a serious shot that just took out Mick Conlon. And he like slumped over, went back, and he went through the ropes. And it was, man, he was just gonzo, man. He was done. And, you know, of course, with the, you know, default rules of boxing, if you get knocked down or go through the ropes and get knocked down, it's automatic TKO. So Lee Wood was able to come back and score a 12-round TKO victory over McConlin to retain that WBA featherweight title. Um, and, you know, looking at the scorecards here, all three judges up to that 12th round had, man, they had Mick Conlon ahead. All they had to do was see if he could get himself a win in that 12th round, and that fight would have been his. Um, if it was, you had, but you had two judges with the scores of 104 to 103 in favor of Mick Conlon. So if, you know, there was a way that, you know, Conlon was able to get through that round, but, you know, Lee Wood won that round, two judges would have had it even, and it would have been like, you know, a majority draw or something like that. Um, and, it, it, yo, and, and that was just something that I know. It's like the second uh, consecutive 12-round TKO victory uh, there for Lee Wood, but you know this one here uh, was completely different than his previous bout against Kanzu. He he just pretty much outboxed Kanzu um, until that uh, knockdown happened in the 12th round for uh, Lee Wood to score that TKO. But this one here, man, this one was just out of the blue, man, and something like that. Uh, Want to get in? Uh, uh, my guy checking in from Philly, man. Uh, Brother Jamil in the building. What's happening? Hey, what's good, man? Man, listen, I, I, I thought that, you know, I was picking Lee Woods to knock out uh, uh, Mick Conlon, but I didn't think it would be like that. That was just some shit. Hey, yo, it's crazy. I've never thought much of Conlon. Like, they used to hype him up coming into right. professionals. Like, oh, yeah, he got robbed in the Olympics. And then I, I watched him, and I'm like, I, I don't see it. But I, I'm I slept on this fight, and I slept on this fight, and, yo, this was this was a good one. I went back and I watched it. He sent Mick Conlon to the shadow realm. Yeah, man. He, yo, he sent him straight to hell. Went, he went through the ropes, booty all in the air. Yeah. He kicked up like went the Wicked the Witch of the dimension, West. Man. Yeah. It's crazy. And it looked like that uh, Conlon had him. What was that, the first round where he caught him with that overhand left? Yep. Yep. It looked like, oh, we go home early. Mm-hmm. That, that was the equivalent to uh, Diego Corrales Castillo fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what that was. And you got the Irish guys like, oh, no, he didn't knock him through the ropes. He, he gassed, he, like, he got tired, and he fell through the ropes through exhaustion. Unless exhaustion is a new punch that I've never heard of. <laughs> through the ropes. Yeah, man, he he went through those ropes, man. That, I mean, I was like, man, 
Yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe that shit, man. Yo, like, but that, like, like you said, man. Yeah, that was like Corrales Castillo up to a point, you know. Um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, uh, Conlon would have been able to win win a belt, you know, somewhat. You know, I know that, you know, he kind of maneuvered his way to trying to get a title shot, the, the like one more to his liking, I would say. Uh, but. Man, he and and he he kind of like showed out in this one, you know. Um, he was beating Lee Wood to the punch, uh, pretty much the whole fight, you know. Thought he was pretty much like dominating up to you know round eight or nine or something like that, and then you know the eleventh and twelfth came. Mm. It was just something, man. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't believe it though, man. Um, I mean, big ups to Lee Wood, uh. You know, I hadn't like uh, gotten any updates for uh, Mick Conlon, um, but you know, hopefully he's you know able to recover and whatnot. Uh, but that was like you know one of the better fights. I mean, I I initially said that it might be a good candidate for KO of the year, but it'd be a stronger candidate for comeback of the year. You know, do you want to see an immediate rematch? Uh oh, um, damn. I don't know about immediate rematch. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, it, if it was something where, you know, Conlon, you know, got knocked out and it was in the ring, then maybe. But he, he just got knocked all the way out. Yeah, man. but, I mean, he was up. It was just, I felt like it was circumstances like, yeah, he was gassed and it was a good shot. Mm-hmm. And they just put his booty in there. I got to say it like that. Yeah. What was more embarrassing? That knock that knockout or Chris Colbert's ass work? Chris Colbert. Gotta be Chris Colbert, man. Gotta be. Because um I think it was like, you know, discussed uh, at one point that I overheard. I'm like, you know, Chris Colbert and, and I'm like, you know, you know, like I know, man. Chris Colbert you know, comes off as like, you know. Either overconfident, but he kind of comes off as like I, I hate to say it snobbish, you know, when he approaches, you know, fights or you know how he like carries himself in a way sometimes. And it seems like he's a fairly tough interview uh, up to up to a certain point, or at least it looks like it. Um, and in, in this case, where he knew that he was facing a replacement opponent. But at that particular juncture, they still made it an eliminator bout. So he knew that he had to win that fight in order to, you know, go ahead and face Roger Gutierrez, you know, for that WBA belt or whatever it is. And he just came in there like, man, I don't care. Chris Colbert is definitely a douche. If I had to describe him, just, you know, just douche. Um, He was afraid. He gave up. He packed yeah. it. He made a business decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, you know, it looked like Colbert pretty much knew that, yo, I can't hurt this guy, man. But, you know, after he saw that, he was like, man, I'm packing it in. Uh, Want to get in for checking in from the Bronx. We'll 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 see if uh we'll re uh instate him as the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club, but y'all know him as Mr. NVO, most valid opinion, brother Matt Brown. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Joe? What's going on, Jamel? Yo, I'm just happy this dude's alive. I ain't seen nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be up there Saturday. Stake me. Stake me. <laughs> Man, I've been I've been too busy on uh on Twitter fighting with Rick Blazer about um David Diamante. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> Word on the street on these uh Twitter streets yeah. uh, is that David Diamante uh faked his motorcycle accident and life-threatening injuries and uh that never really happened oh shit how did they um you said rick glazer was arguing with him or nah rick glazer was arguing with me because uh 
I put it out there based upon some evidence that uh, somebody I knew gathered. Uh, there was no reported accidents, uh, motorcycle accidents uh, in Brooklyn on the day that David Diamante claimed that he got into an accident. There were no um, EMS calls uh, in the three fire departments uh, near where he said he got uh, yeah. injured at. Uh, there were no uh, 911 calls, right? Because he said that uh, some passerby finally called 911. Uh, there's none of that. No evidence of that. New York stuff is public record. You yep. could go search it right now on their on their website. No, no accidents at all. Uh, this guy uh, claimed that he uh, had to relearn to walk. But oh, man. he was on the set of Creed three, uh, like six weeks later. So um, miraculously. Hey, uh, all right. So it's a miracle. I, I, I got a couple of questions, right? And just humor me. First, what did he do to anybody that that led people to to research this? Uh, it's not that he did anything. It's that um, you could tell the story was like so. You know how people try to be the superhero in their own story. Yeah, it was just it was just too much. It, it was almost as if he was uh, insulting the public. Mm -hmm. um, this is a guy that's a former uh, drug addict. This is addict behavior. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone that's always looking for uh, attention. This is a white man with dreads. Okay? So you oh, know no. you're looking for attention. Yeah. Did you have to go there? <laughs> hey, listen, no. listen, I'm just saying. And, and, and what really brought this to the forefront, I wasn't going to, you know, go at anybody publicly, uh -huh. but Chris Mannix decided to go on his podcast and claim that Tank Davis uh, faked his hand injury uh, in the Isaac Cruz fight. But Chris Mannix is the same one who wrote this big puff piece about David Diamante without mm -hmm. at all addressing uh, the fact that the evidence suggests that the shit never really happened. So to me, uh, David Diamante is just uh, uh, caught astray because Chris Mannix wanted to be Chris Mannix again. Yeah, well, there's basic Chris Mannix there, man. But, you know, like you were saying in reference to Diamani, um, when they wrote that piece, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, it almost made it look like Diamani went through, you know, what, you know, our boy um, Paul Williams went through. Exactly. Almost. And I'm like, nah, that, that ain't that ain't what happening. That ain't what was happening. So well, what killed me is uh, Rick Glazer decided to insert himself and besmirch my character. And he tried to claim that uh, the boxing fraternity and boxing people visited uh, David Diamante while he was in the hospital. Mind you, COVID restrictions are still like crazy right now in hospitals, and no, none of the boxes were his family members. And and also, he tried to claim that the boxing fraternity and boxing people visited David Diamante while he was rehabbing. So I asked Rick Glazer, did you see it with your own eyes? He said, no, I don't have to. The boxing fraternity did. So I asked him to Tell us who in the boxing fraternity uh, physically saw David Diamante. And he said that he would produce a list of people by Sunday morning. It is Sunday evening. He still has not produced a list. He claimed that the New York Post or New York Daily News wrote about Diamante's injury. So that is how we know it's to be true. No such article exists. The New York Post has not mentioned 
David Diamante since the death of Patrick Day. All they did was quote him on the death of Patrick Day. They didn't write an article about him um, since 2014 where his cigar lounge in Brooklyn was robbed. The New York Daily News has not written about David Diamante since 2011 when his cigar lounge in Brooklyn uh, got many neighborhood complaints uh, for the poor ventilation system. Bro, yo, yeah, I, I don't never want to make you mad. All right, so <laughs> nah, he pissed me off, bro. Don't, don't, don't talk shit. Don't talk shit. And first of all, all he had to do is sit there, eat his food, and shut up. He had no reason to get involved in this at all. Yo, now he's talking, also, oh, you're being obnoxious and rude. No, motherfucker. Obnoxious and rude is trying to insult my name just to protect one of your own. So now I'm yo. on your ass and you're on the clock and I'm still waiting on this list. All right, so so being that I'm not representing my brand, and I've been doing this purposely, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to speak freely. All right, so do first, do I expect them to always give one of their own the benefit of the doubt? Of course, that's just how it goes. They're they're going to ride for theirs as you know, as they they had they've that they've always had historically. All right, so they don't need proof, like. Diamante doesn't need proof. Like I, I don't. I'm really not aware of the situation, but in Greg Glazer's eyes or Chris Mannix's eyes, you know, Tank needs to produce evidence. Earl needs to produce. Uh, what is what is the word? Um, X-rays that show that he's hurt. David Diamante, he does not. He has the complexion for protection. And like. Bro, that's just I don't even know why people even listen to Rick Glacier. Like why why even argue with him? Why is he someone that people even give credence to? Like what is his actual job in boxing? Right. <laughs> like he he acts as if he's a like people don't even know if he's a reporter, a manager, a consultant, what? Like he breaks news like he's a he, he's a reporter, but no boxing insider breaks news. Unless it's there, he always reports he broke it. Huh? So, like, yeah, no, no, I'm saying he, he'll always tell somebody about like pay per view buys, like he's Mike Coppinger in a show that he has nothing to do with. What are you doing? Like, what what is going on with your fighters and your promotion? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's going on with your career, sir? Well, according to Rick Glazer, he is a boxing guy and has been a boxing guy. For over 30 years, since 1991, hmm. he provides uh, boxing, professional boxing services to the boxing industry. Whatever the fuck that means. Hmm. Well, you've seen how long it's been since I've uh, spoken with them. So that's kind of uh, that kind of tells you a lot right there. Um, and. I really am not kind of interested in getting anything with him, you know, outside of that. So, um, yeah. I, I just love, I just love, uh, uh, dunking on crackers. Oh, and yeah, by the way, yeah, happy yeah, birthday, yeah. JR. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Word yeah, on the street is that it's your birthday, man. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, uh, doing a show on your birthday? Uh, because I had like a lot of stuff that I was doing during the day. Um, and I have Wait, to, it's your birthday? Yeah, and I gotta oh. like fly out tomorrow, so Please, I'm pretty much not horrible. Happy birthday, my guy! Yeah, man, thanks, bro. See, look at me, some Caribbean butt. No, <laughs> no, oh. man, no. Come on, man. you know that's your move, bro. Nah, man, yeah, you know, got other work to do, man, so. So yeah, I'm uh, flying out uh, tomorrow morning for that. Um, but yeah, man, that, yeah, that whole Diamante situation, man, it's gonna what? It's gonna be about watch a couple of weeks or so, where the I, I guess the zone media train will try to clean that up as much as possible, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be interested to see like how how they play it because we yeah he was out there for that um. That Nick Conlon Lee Wood fight. Shucking uh, and jiving. 
Like, it's like yeah. he's trolling the people now. Yeah. Yeah, like he's doing this dance or something, you know what I mean? You know, doing the, I don't know, doing the cabbage patch on folks or something. I don't yeah. know. Man, fuck all that, man. Let's talk about what you're going to be doing this week. You're going to be eating ass with jerk sauce on it, man. Where you no. flying out to? <laughs> Where you flying out to? Where you flying out to? I guarantee you I'm right. I'm, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, right, no, no, man. Where this you flying for, out to? This is for work. I'm going to San Fran. Yeah, I'm going to San Francisco, man. Yeah, be out okay. there for a little bit. So, yeah. It's high. It's high as shit. You going to San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, nah, it's too many mooks down there, man. <laughs> yeah. That's like the mook capital of the United States. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yo, well, well, no, nah, we'll just, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll explain it out, out, outside right. of the show. I can't really do it live. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are uh, working out there by uh, San Francisco and Sacramento uh, there for a little bit, so. Yeah, that's the thing that's going on. Bro, uh, what is yeah. in Sacramento, yo? I don't know, man. Cow shit? Yeah, something like that, man. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. You know? So, yeah. Um, yo, boxing sucks, man. There's nothing going on. I'm man, you, to so wait, you ain't, gonna, you ain't gonna talk about uh, Mick Conlon being sent to hell? No, who cares? <laughs> These two jobbers. Come on, man. He said these two jabronis. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, well, well, since, since you use a wrestling term, uh, did any of y'all get uh, uh, WWE 2K22? Nah, nah, nah. Nah, I'm, 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 still, waiting for, I'm still waiting for ESBC to come out. I'm going to have to cop the joke. That's coming out. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about Roman Reigns right now. Yeah, I heard oh. it's fire. I heard the graphics is fire too. It it looked ridiculous. Word. Damn. Yeah, I don't know, man. I might have to yeah, see about getting well, are you guys looking point. forward to Tuesday? Yes, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that I was gonna you know go over, man. Uh Steven Espinoza said he's gonna be doing his boxing schedule uh for showtime. Um what I gotta check like what time that is because since i'm gonna be you know on that west coast stuff man i gotta be like yo is is david benavidez fighting may 21st um maybe we'll find out we know he's no, fighting no. sometime april may i'm about to be against david lemieux i'll yeah, bring david some lemieux. i'll bring some news for y'all whoever is fighting uh on may 21st i think it's david benavidez phoenix that it should be uh, Ennis versus Clayton as the co-main event. Oh, okay, that's when that will be. Yeah. So Ennis versus Clayton, one hundred percent May twenty-first. Well, no, it's, it's a toss-up between that or the Charlo game. Okay. The Charlo so it's either going to move. Uh, it's either going to be the fourteenth or the twenty-first. I think they announced when to move the right is. The 14th, yeah, yeah, it's the 14th. Yeah, it's either Ennis versus Clayton is either going to be on the 14th or the 21st. Okay. Yeah, because um, but well, I'm surprised that is this an ordered fight? Because why would Showtime put Clayton back on after um how forward he looked at his last Cameron Crail? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's because they want him to get sent to hell. Yeah, it's gotta be a mandated. I think it's gotta be a mandated fight right here. Yeah, it's gotta be, man. Um, yeah, those two guys are around that top, you know, top part in the IBF. And I think, you know, the situation is is that um they kind of like the IBF tried to find the um highest ranked available contenders yeah. uh here, you know. Yeah, I feel like they picked a guy with an O, so so boots can knock out somebody with an O, so that narrative would be squashed. Oh, he's not fighting 147 pounders. Yeah, you know the vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clayton's a good fighter, but he's not excited at all. Nope. Mm, nope. No, no, no. He's going to be very exciting. The way his head's going to hit the canvas, <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be... It's kind of uh, funny that uh, 
Clayton basically got mainstream pub for his draw with Lip and Yats, and now Boots is about to beat the hell out of both of them. Yeah. Word. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, um, predictions on what's going to be on the Showtime schedule. We're actually going to be talking to uh, Steven Espinosa later this week uh, on uh, the Twitter space. Oh, that's cool. Yo, he's a really good interview. Um, uh, we'll get, you know, the uh, formal dates for um, the, you know, the thing for the Tank Rowley fight. Um, yeah, May 28th. Yeah, we're gonna get this stuff for uh, the April, uh, that April fourteenth and the uh, April twenty first, something like that. Um, well, that Benavidez is April, right? Okay. Um, yeah, Benavidez is either April or May. Okay. Um, so that would be like I think it's uh, May fourteenth. They'll have something, and then yeah, Charlo. Yeah, and or then the May twenty first, and then May twenty eighth is Tank. Um, they might do something. Uh, Charlo, Charlo will fight Juneteenth weekend. Yeah, he's gonna fight Juneteenth weekend. Yeah, hopefully against Mungia. We'll we'll basically figure it out on Monday mm-hmm. whether or not it's gonna be Mungia or if it's gonna be uh, Eris Lari Lara, which Ares was supposed Lari. to be the original fight. Uh, but once Mungia came into the picture, they put that fight on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see if uh, the American Dream or so-called American Dream, you know, Dusty Rose is a real American Dream, um, and see if that fight comes through. Um, what else am I thinking? Uh, we're talking about Showtime, so it's not really going to be uh, outside of uh, the Tank fight. That's going to be the only pay-per-view uh, there for the next few months or so. But you got the whole thing with um, uh, Spence and Ugas. They're gonna, you know, say that one, of course. Um, I'm trying to see what would be after that if they're going to do one. Well, um, um they also have the Costa Zoo fight against Paragache in a couple of weeks. Is that a main event or is that going to be a co-feature or something? Because it was originally scheduled as a co-feature to um, uh, um, Fundora versus Lubin. No, no, it's going to be a main event. Uh, okay, in Minnesota on uh. May not May, uh, March twenty sixth. I don't know why I call him Costa Zoo. No disrespect, Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo. Yeah, uh, you know, since they had, you know made that move to kind of like put him in that uh, PBC um, roster thing, it means yeah. he's going to be uh, part of that, uh, you know, uh, uh, televised thing. You know, um, so so you have that. Um, that's April. May is set. Uh, June team, oh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be something, you know, that's definitely gonna be something. A lot of people taking Lubin, but you know, I'm taking Fundora. Mm, yeah, I'm taking Lubin. I'm taking Lubin. He, I think there's like, I think there's a little bit too much on the line for Lubin for him to lose this particular fight. Like, if he loses this fight, you know, it pretty much might be a wrap for him, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, kind of like get that as the the vibe there with that, um, you know. Uh, trying to see who else would kind of like fit in the schedule. Uh, Fulton versus Roman should be coming soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, we could have got a Jamil um, um, for that, um, you know. So uh, I think that one is. Let's put it the week before Juneteenth. I think that'll that'll be that Fulton fight, you know. Um, that'll be Fulton Roman uh, around that June uh, June tenth, I think. Is it June tenth? Something like that. Uh, June tenth or June eleventh, something. Um, and then Charlo, and then the end of June. I don't know if they're gonna fit something. Um, how long do you think the schedule uh, would be from like you know now until June or the or you think I'll say now until that? June early July? Okay, okay. There's something that I'm hoping for. I doubt it's gonna happen, but I'm hoping. I am hoping that Steven Espinosa will shock the world and announce the return of Deontay Wilder. 
Because hmm. he did state before that uh, he wanted to bring Wilder back to Showtime. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, that would be the other pay-per-view uh, would be Wilder. Uh, the thing is, who would he fight? That's a good question. But uh, Showtime is going to have a super strong schedule, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, Showtime, they've been doing for the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we kind of like, you know, gotten real uh, good uh, fights and good events over the past few years on the Showtime. And, you know, that doesn't include, you know, that Showbox New Generation uh, telecast that they've been doing, uh, especially since, you know, um, things have uh, opened up you know, around the country and stuff. So, you know, the couple of cars that they had over in Orlando, you know, been pretty good. Um, and, you know, they're, you know, continuing that thing with the show box. And then on top of that, you have, you know, this uh, Showtime schedule and whatnot. So, um, you know, I kind of like think that you, we're going to get some real good events uh, that'll come down the pike over the, you know, next few months or so. You know what I mean? Yep. You got a lot of guys without a date right now. So, honestly, I'm thinking uh, Showtime is going to pick up the majority of them. If you look at what's going on with Fox, Fox seems to like like these little pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And the actual Fox uh, linear television is basically prospect. Mm-hmm. Word, word. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I... I that's going to be something like where uh, they're going to try to fit, um, you know, most of those things um, or most of those fighters, especially with Fox, because, you know, we had a good amount of those uh, publication or uh, televised uh, cards that were on Fox that, you know, were either on Saturday or Sunday and the likes of, you know, like, a, 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 um, who was it? Like, uh, who was it? Joey. Um, who was it? Joey guy. Um, well, that, that card that they had on Christmas Day, you know? Oh, you're talking about uh, Vito. V- or Vito Mill Nicky Jr. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing there where, you know, they had that, um, like they had those customary fights uh, out there in, uh, you know, Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? So you also have that, um, that they got to, you know, basically do they want to just keep showing uh, those uh, fights that are out there. So, you know, I'm like, hey, what what's going to happen to those, you know, those dates or, you know, those fighters that, yep. you know, were on those things? Like, what are they going to do with them? You know what I mean? And you see Andy Ruiz is back in the gym. So he's coming soon. Yep. But that, I think that's going to be a Fox pay-per-view. Might be, might be a Fox pay-per-view for him. You know, yeah. Fox loves those little pay per views, man. Yep. Like uh, it's funny to me that they keep doing them because people claim, oh, they can't be making no money, but Fox loves them. They got to be making something on it. Well, the thing about it is, is that you know, in reference to pay per views, um, you know, people got to see that they got to look at the the budget or the purse of the main event. Um, and they see what the purse is for the main event, and then they see the numbers for that, then, you know, that'll kind of, like, pretty much determine if they made money or not, you know? Everybody's talking about, like, you know, some pay-per-views get uh, 10,000, well, not 10,000, but, like, 40,000 or 50,000 buys, uh, but you got to compare that to, you know, the purse that, uh, was paid out to the fighters and the amount of uh, money that they got on the gate, you know? Yeah. So uh, like, another right. fight to look out for with Showtime mm-hmm. uh, is Mark Masayo versus Ray Vargas. Yeah. Apparently that fight is close to being done already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I you would think that's that. going to be on Showtime. Yeah. Uh, that'll be on they Showtime. Are dominating from 118 to 122. Mm, yeah. You know, all the way up to 126. Time. So, uh, yeah, they definitely want to do that. Yeah, the 122 uh, division and 126 uh, will be uh, showcased there on Showtime. Um, 
Uh, what else? Uh, you know, we got probably on those uh, belts south of there. We still got to see what happens with um, Nonito. Uh, maybe Nonito will be on something. But oh, um, Donaire, from what I understand, is going to be fighting anyway in April. Ooh. That's the word on the street. Ooh. At least according to anyway. That oh, fight, according to uh, anyway. Is a done deal. Who's that through uh, no the boxer? Um, uh, who else? Who else? No, no, that's like... through um anyway directly. Uh, oh, anyway, in this okay. interview that he gave. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So yeah, they want to see if they could go finally go forward with that particular fight. Uh, so that's so that's good there with that. Um, I gotta see like what what else is um out there in the uh in that particular division. I don't know, man. They they probably had some. Uh, fight with Rodriguez or Bali as part of an undercard for something somewhere. But, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, going to see, like, what else they could possibly have uh, there for Showtime. They probably have, like, other fights there at the 154-pound division because that's the thing. They they pretty much, like, most of those fight, fighters at 154, you know, they're under, uh, you know, Heyman Boxing. So, uh, you know, like we said with the Tim Zhu fight, um, of course, Fandora versus Lubin. Um, you know, we got to see if Tony Harrison, what Tony Harrison got a fight coming up, I think. Oh, oh my god, he's supposed to be fighting Sergio Garcia, Garcia. On the, as the co feature of Lubin versus Fandora. Ooh, yeah, that, that, yeah, see, that, that's the, yeah, that's the uh card, man. That's this card. is it for Harrison, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, he got to, you know, if he wants to get himself back into it, then, yeah, he got to do this. But, I, I mean, he's also, you know, um, what is he also like a, co- uh, uh, a chief second? Yeah, to that chick. <laughs> the vegan the vegan chick. <laughs> the vegan chick. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know, man. No more. A word. Clarissa Shields. We don't fuck with her no more. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> and you know oh, it's yeah. funny. It's so funny that she was getting <laughs> her little pub. She was the new it girl uh, with uh, the zone, uh, uh-huh. getting on the telecast and doing uh-huh. like guest um, announcing. Right. But then uh, Eddie found himself a white girl, Sky Nicholson. So now she's taking all the gigs that the vegan chick would have gotten. Oh, no. Oh, come on, man. So, you know, the Dr. Ubar, I got to be on my Dr. Ubar, man. Yeah. (laughs) No, because you know, I got to get you on that one, buddy. Because I see what you was posting about Scott Nicholson. (laughs) Yeah. I love Scott Nicholson. I just found out she got a boyfriend. So I I unfollowed her once I found that out. Who told her to get a boyfriend? You know, this is <laughs> unbelievable. The disrespect. No loyalty. <laughs> no loyalty. <laughs> oh man, oh man, yo, yeah, that that'd be something there, man. Um, I was yeah, just uh, doing this thing real quick. I know that we got uh, folks in the chat. Uh, you know, somebody posted in uh, some suggestions for opponents for Wilder. Um, you know. Uh, Joyce or Usyk or uh, Jared, and I'm like only one I see that's possible is Joyce, maybe, but I don't even think it's gonna be that. Um, you know, like I said, if it's gonna be Wilder coming back, man, I, I'm yeah, thinking, but man, none of that, none of that's realistic. First yeah, no, that's realistic. Valerie Anderson is fighting on the Fury White undercard. Yep, that's one. So you can get that out your head right there. Usyk is a fighting against Vladimir Putin. So you can get that out your head right there. And Joe Joyce is waiting on the title shot. Yeah, yep. Joe Joyce waiting on the title shot. Either that or he's gonna uh like I mean he's already, you know, the uh Mando, and even with that being said, I don't think there's many uh folks out there that are looking to face uh, Joe Joyce at this particular No, 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 no. So people don't want that smoke. Yeah, so uh so there's that. Um Man, I'm looking at what else. Uh, oh man, unless if it's nah, they nah, they ain't gonna put it. 
ain't gonna put Martin in the ring against uh, Wilder if that happens. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's no, not gonna no. happen. Listen, uh, Charles Martin might need to retire, man. Yeah, because the way Luis Ortiz switched his lights off like that, man, that he, pretty dangerous. Yeah, he knocked the Sonic rings off him. You know, Word. so so there's that. Um, oh well, I mean, I have one potential opponent uh, that you know didn't that according to uh, his promoter hasn't gotten an offer from uh, one other heavyweight yet, and that's Otto Walling. So I say Robert Hellenius or Otto Walling for uh, Deontay Wilder. I would like that. I, I'd like the Walling fight actually, but um, I don't know. How about um, this? Uh, Salida's relationship with PBC right now because he keeps sticking mm-hmm. him around with Wallen. Mm. You know, he kind of when, when, when PBC and Showtime thought they had Wallen in the fold, he kind of screwed them over and tried to make the white fight. Mm. Yeah, that was after he beat Brazil and then... Yeah. Yeah, so... So who knows what's going on with uh, Salida and PBC right now. Mm. But I mean, you know, someone like you know uh, Hellenius or Wallin uh, could be at the Barclays, you know, in the summer. You know, why not? Yeah. Or Frank well, Sanchez. Have, um, who's the dude that just uh, beat Michael Coffey? Oh, Mike Polite. Oh, oh my God, Johnny. Yeah, maybe Johnny Rice. Oh man. I had to hit him up. Be like, "Hey, what you what you think about facing Deontay Wilder?" Yeah, he just sent to hell for a nice little paycheck. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, man. That's and, my guy. And that could be their way of bringing Wilder back, not on pay per view. Maybe they could do that either on Fox or on CBS. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't honestly. I don't think Wilder should come back on pay per view. Mm-hmm. I think he should come back on terrestrial television mm-hmm. and, and get get that knockout, just to remind people that you're still dealing with the most dangerous heavyweight in boxing. I got another. I got another possible opponent. Michael Hunter. Ah, what's going on with him? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, he's found his he found his way, uh, you know, into uh, rankings in the WBC and the WBO, even though he had a draw, you know, against uh, Jerry. Yeah, Ford, but what's his, what's his contractual like situation? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Hunter and guys like. We just program, man. Just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. <laughs> get your ass in the mix, man. Yeah, get in there. Calling get out some... every day. Yeah, like get get some. Yeah, get in get in the position to get some fights, man. And stuff. yeah, because clearly, know, PBC likes the heavyweights. They like yeah. the all heavyweight card. Yeah. So yeah. get your ass in the mix. Yeah. And the thing is, and in, 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 that's what I was saying with the thing about pay-per-views earlier. Like, that particular pay-per-view or that particular fight card, really, that really didn't hurt their budget, you know, as yeah. far as, like, what their initial purses were. So, when you talk about them getting, like, what it was, uh, man, I forgot, like, how many uh, buys they said it was. Uh, but trust me, with that amount of buys, they were able to, uh, you know, afford it's the purchase for yeah, so they they break even and they get some yeah. content. Yeah, so yeah, at least with that one, I would say they, they you know they break even. So at the very least, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, but I mean, you know, I, like I want to see Hunter do well. You know, as someone who was gracious enough to be on the boxing source, I would love to see him do well. But who knows the situation, man? Right. Why isn't he talking about fighting an Otto Wallen or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like that—that's a good matchup. Shit. Yeah. That—that—that's a—that's a, a main event on Fox or Showtime. On Fox, well, on Fox, yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Um, yeah, that would be a very good one on um on um Fox if they were able to you know bring back those things. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm you know looking forward to this thing for that Showtime schedule. Like I said, hopefully I'm uh, able to be on uh, live with that conference call for that. I mean, I might just uh, end up listening in or whatnot. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, hear that thing. And then, like I said, uh, what it's either a Tuesday or Wednesday that Steven Espinoza uh, will be on uh, Twitter spaces through uh, Chicken Talk. Yeah, probably Wednesday, I'm assuming. Probably Wednesday. Okay, cool. I'll uh, I'll hit up Lefty on that one um, uh, to see how that one would go. Um, But, you know, like, the only other thing I was probably going to talk about here that I posted was the thing with Ortiz and McKinson. But the thing is, I'm like not really interested that much into it because one, it should have been Ortiz versus Avengian, but you know, Avengian <laughs> as he left, uh, Avengian wasn't chosen. McKinson was chosen. Uh, so that's the uh, WBO eliminator of source. Oh, he back, MBO back. Yeah, um, shit cut out. I don't know why. Yeah, so man, man, they trying to tell my internet or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Ortiz with kissing. I was like, nah, man. I, I said it was going to be over on the West Coast for the week, but the only the only fight that I was interested in going down there for, if I was able to get there through there on Saturday, was Charlo uh, versus Castaño. That was yeah, that was supposed to be this week. So. I was like, man, dang. I was gonna make that wait another two months. You know? Two? Yeah, another two months now, man. Oh, oh, that's how long that's how long uh Cassano needs to lose weight. To lose weight, right? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Like, come on, man. You in in if I and I don't know, man, I ain't confirming this or not, but wasn't he getting like beat up by Virgil Ortiz and Spar? Yeah. Oh man. Dang, man. Right, that's something. Um, what else it was? Um, what other fights they got this, this week? Uh, for this week? Uh, I think uh, Alexis Roca. Oh, yeah, versus Blair the Flair. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. part of that card. Oh, yeah, speaking of Regis Progress, he's out there in, what, Dubai or something? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that... Uh, Rocha versus Cobbs is that uh, cold feature bout. Wait, Alexis Rocha is the guy that ends up getting a shot, <laughs> gets up getting these fights after losing to Rashidi Ellis, man. Come on, man. Yeah, mind you, Ellis can't get a fucking fight. Can't get a fight. Get out of here. And then you got Blair the Flair Cobbs who's trying to, you know, calling everybody out, uh, especially uh, fighters that he knows he can't fight being on Golden Boy, but that's you don't need to hear no there. Um, what well, one uh, interesting thing about that card? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is a Golden Boy card. Yep. But there's a matchroom fighter on this card. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out. It, Who is uh, it? Um. Uh, not, it's not, a woman, Ramla Ali. Ramla Ali? Yeah. That's yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. What the fuck is she doing on this card? I don't know, man. Might have to ask Roberto Diaz. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is there going to be some synergy with with uh, Golden Boy and Matchroom finally hmm. on the zone, where they're actually going to be working together to make the fight that we want? Hmm. You know, they didn't work together to make Canelo versus Andre. So <laughs> what are they going to work together to make? That's How is she doing on this card? And I have no idea, man. No idea. You know, uh, so that's yeah, that's strange. Um, I mean, yeah, it could build up to potential matches, uh, there for between uh, Golden Boy Promotions and Matchroom Boxing, but you know, we'll I'll believe it when I see it. Do you um, have any interest in Oshaki Forster fight against Yakubov? We uh, hold on, they're yeah, fighting on Friday, the 18th, yeah, on Friday night, uh. Where is this at? Super featherweight. Dubai. Hmm. Dubai. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I got to see, like, if uh, Foster. I don't know, man. This dude, what is it? 18-0, 10 KOs. Um, 
He's from one of these. Uh, Tad Tajikistan, Tajiki, no, Tajikistan. What? Yeah. What? Sounds like, war, sounds, sounds like a war. Sounds like a war country. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey, so listen. One of these countries. Listen, like I said, hey, I'm what? I'm 40, 41. <laughs> and let's tell people I'm old enough to remember when Tajikistan and Ukraine and uh, almost Yugoslavia didn't even yeah. exist. Come on, man. <laughs> what are we talking about? Exactly. Oh man! Oh, super super featherweight. Uh, one thirty. Uh, because he's supposed to be in the running for the WBC. Hmm. What? Uh, also uh, on that card, you got uh Bakudir Jalalov. That Jalalov. Oh yeah, the the heavyweight dude. Oh yeah, he's fighting Camille Sokolowski. Hmm. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, Oshaki Yeah. Oh, so that's the man. That's the final eliminator belt. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a pro bellum card. Okay. Schaefer. Hmm. So yeah, I think uh, for yeah that Foster versus Jakubov, that's gonna be uh, yeah something as far as like who's going to uh, kind of like say um, who's up there for that number one spot. Um, and actually. Whoever wins uh, Stevenson Valdez, that might end up being their next opponent because uh, Jakubov is rated in the WBO as well. But, you know, if uh, Foster gets this win or whatnot, then, yeah, that's going to end up being – well, they probably hope that Foster wins because I'm not sure if uh, yeah. they want uh, Jakubov to be, uh, you know, part of the part of the uh, mix uh, there for uh, 130 pounds. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting though. After um, Stevenson Valdez, like, what what else is they gonna do uh, there in in uh, at one thirty? It ain't like uh, they really pushing to try to have. I don't know who God was under, but shoot, like, cause they still gotta sort out the whole thing with WBA. You probably get that Gutierrez versus Garcia fight, and then after that, you know, maybe you know they. Try to consolidate a little bit more after the unification between uh Severson and Valdez. So uh yeah. man. Um but yeah, uh that's pretty much like covers everything that I could uh possibly uh go through here for this particular week, man. Um yeah, there really isn't that much for the the uh boxing schedule. Uh I know Sonny Edwards is uh part of that uh card too. Yeah, that's uh, my guy, right? Yeah, so uh so there's that. Um, that following week, the 26, you got Miguel Burchell against uh, Jeremiah Nakathila, uh in a you know division north of 130 pounds. Uh, yep. And also Kiko Martinez versus Josh Warrington. Uh, where, I'm sorry, I hope that Kiko Martinez knocks Warrington. Oh yeah, clean out. <laughs> Warrington doesn't even deserve this shot. Huh? Like, exactly. Sad man. Like, what did the man do in order to get himself in position to fight for this title, man? It should be, it should be Kiko versus Mauricio Lara, but no. Exactly, and that will be a more exciting fight. Yeah, it would be. But that's why I was saying, man, listen, Kiko Martinez, he, yo, he's 43 he got 43 wins and 30 of those wins by way of knockout, so he can crack. And if yeah. you know about Josh Warrington, he can get cracked. He can get. <laughs> this might not be good. Uh oh. Yo, did you see the fucking poster that the zone posted for the fight? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it. Haven't Yo, seen it. They put Josh Warrington versus Julio Cesar Martinez. Oh no! Like, how do you even not know the, the fighter? <laughs> he got the wrong Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> they posted oh, the wrong Martinez. That is horrible. I have, <laughs> I have uh, the wrong Martinez. That's that's bad. <laughs> oh man. Oh, geez. So, yeah, we got, 
you know, a few uh, yeah fights coming up here uh, for the March 26th. So that's going to be uh, something there, man. Um, you know, a few notable fighters uh, that are out there. Damn, wait, Felix Stern still fighting? What the heck? Yeah, he's back. Oh, man. Uh, and then, you know, you ain't really going to have uh, anything much April 2nd. And then uh, April 9th is going to be the next weekend where, you know, uh, boxing is going to, you know, pick up a little bit more. So. Uh, that's kind of like uh, what we got uh, as far as like the schedule coming up. Actually, for March, you really haven't had that much. Uh, yeah, it's just the Costa Zoo fight, you know. So, uh, so there's that man. Oh, uh, oh yeah, there's yeah that uh, Tim Zoo joint. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gotta look uh, forward to uh, that one there for Tim Zoo. Uh, trying to uh, see how yeah how that's gonna uh, go for him. Uh, but yeah, that that'll probably be announced on uh, the thing for Choke Time. Uh, like I said, Steven Espinoza uh, will announce the schedule, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, you know, when the West Coast. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I'll be able to listen in for that live and whatnot. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I gotta get myself adjusted, uh, so to speak. Uh, Long flight, six hours or whatnot uh, to California. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, what I got here. Thanks for MVO for joining in. Thanks for Jamil of uh, uh, YSM Sports Media uh, joining in uh, here for this particular podcast. Uh, we'll have it available on YouTube and also through iTunes, uh, Spotify, and the other you know podcast apps or whatever it is. And uh, and those that you know follow boxing and, and, and rap and all types of talk, y'all make sure to uh, listen to MVO. Uh, that is available on iTunes as well. So, uh, with that being said, I'll put a close to this particular episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. Uh, like I say after every show, folks, the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit, not to stand and trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody. Bob Squad, baby. <laughs>